Welcome to the Life on Shuffle podcast, a collection of stories about people who have taken chances, embraced the unexpected, and inadvertently discovered their true passion. Here with us today is Oscar Mitchell with his wife, Caitlin Mitchell. Today, we're going to talk about how Oscar originally planned on being an RNA, but now loves his job as a tree farmer in Collinsville, North Carolina. Also in the room today, we have myself, Ava, Joanna, Ethan, Justin, and Joshua. So, Oscar, what did you want to be whenever you were little? When I was little? Mm-hmm. Mm. So when I originally, when I was little, little, I wanted to be an artist. I want to do arts. I love to draw. Um, and then I learned I love food, so I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> so I started, I wanted to learn how to cook. And then after that, I wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was it. When I was little, that was my main focus. My, 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 my main focus was art. I used to love to draw and paint and doodle. Yeah. Did you go to college or some kind of education after high school? Yes. So, originally, I started uh, here at Caldwell. As soon as I got out, and my my goal, I knew I was going to do something in, um, in the medical field. Um, when I first moved here, there wasn't a lot of bilingual people that went to school in the area. Um, so I wanted to be a nurse. I started here, and I ended up actually I did go to uh, University of Maryland also, and then I ended up dropping out. <laughs> So are you from Maryland, or did you just go no, to school there? I'm over, I was born in Orange County, California. And then my, my family, um, my family, they were all, like, in the gangs. They were all gang members and stuff. And my mom, uh, when I was, like, 12, my mom had a little Chevy Impala. And I remember I got back from school for uh, Christmas break, and she had her little Chevy Impala packed up with just whatever fit in it. And she said, you're not going to bend up like everybody else. And she just, we just left. She just left everything. And she drove and I asked her where we were going. And she said, I don't know. So I have no idea where we're going. She said, uh, I did it once traveling. I left everything in Mexico to come here to give my kids a better life. And she said, I'm gonna, I got not as scared to do it again. So she left and she didn't know where we were going at all. And then it's like kids, you're always, are we there yet? And I kept asking her where we were going. And we just traveled across the US and like a week later, she said she's, she's very religious, and she said God will give me a sign. And she's never seen snow before, so when we came across, when we came in the mountains, the snow started to fall, and she said, we're staying right here. And so we stayed. Was yeah. the change hard for you to have to move down it's here and leave culture everything? culture shock, bro. Yeah, California was like city. It was like a melting pot of people. It was sidewalks <laughs> to go places, like... It was just very different. California is like really fast and always with like the latest, like everything. Here it's like, you know, slow, calm living. It's very, it's very different. When I first, when I first went to, uh, in, in California, you have literally like everything, every, 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 every nationality you can think of. And everybody's like together. Here it was, I was like the only Hispanic person in college school when I went to West. I was still the only Hispanic person. You couldn't just go to the store and buy tortillas or anything. There wasn't like a Mexican aisle or nothing. So it was very, 
different when I first came here. But I came to love. I came. I fell in love with the country. Now, if you tell me if I move move back into the city, I'll tell you no. <laughs> so, how did you end up in at the College of Maryland? Uh, I joined the military. Um, I was going to college here, and I ended up. Um, my plan. I had a plan. I had everything planned out. And um, while I was going to school, I ended up getting a girl pregnant so I had to drop out to make sure that um, she was taken care of because her parents kicked her out of the house so um, she lived with me until she had my oldest son Nick and I dropped out and um, when I I started working at a furniture factory and that's all everybody did here and I was so disappointed, and I just, I, I needed, I feel like I was, it sounds like, I guess, conceited or whatever to say, but I feel like I was bigger than this little area. I wanted to go do more, because I came from, like, California. I was like, I'm not, I don't want to want to sit here and work at a furniture factory my whole life. You know, that's all that was here. So I just, uh, I joined the military. If you would have asked me a year before if I would have joined the military, you know, I would have told you to just kick rocks like hell like hell no like I'm not doing that and then after that I just I needed a a foundation to get started because we were really poor growing up and uh let's see oh yeah before that I see I worked for Verizon Wireless I translated to when I when I when I um when I dropped out of college I was working for of the furniture factory and then I started working for Verizon Wireless and I was translating in in Altel so I was translating for them in Spanish and then um, that's when I joined the military and I left and in the military they have a program where you can go to school online so you just log on like COVID style and it's all on like TV so me, I, I was deployed when the war first started, popped off in 2003. I went to, I was in Iraq, and we were like in a little, they call it a chew, it was like a little trailer, and they just turn on the TV, and you just take your class in Iraq through the university, you're watching the class at University of Maryland, so I was taking college classes then like that. But my originally, my original plan, I was like, was to be an RN. I want to be a registered nurse, because I thought, I thought if I did that, I'd make it. <laughs> but I don't know just life happens and you just gotta just roll with it yeah so what was your position whenever you were in the military like what exactly did you do mm. so when I joined the military originally um, my father wasn't really he was around but he wasn't really but he uh, I don't know I always wanted to learn like man stuff you know they never really taught me nothing so i was like so i i, I when i joined i originally i did like um i want to always want to learn how to work work on vehicles so i was i did maintenance for, at first for like the first year and then when we deployed i started doing all infantry stuff so i transitioned to infantry and then i got injured and then i went back to maintenance again and that's what i was doing then but um I've had I've held several several positions. I did uh 
I was a sergeant uh, in Iraq. Um, I did uh, during um, I did I did a couple of support missions with special forces when I was uh, I was soldier of the year in two thousand seven, and I got to go on a lot of cool missions, like really cool missions. I got to go to Greece. I got to do a lot of, do a lot of NATO missions. There was a uh, that when the earthquake messed up Haiti and just destroyed it in 2010. I got to go to that with like all these countries that came and we just uh, helped support pulling people out. And um, in the military, you never do what your, your, your main job, it's whatever's needed and you're a soldier first. So it's whatever's needed, they just kind of throw it at you. Um, one time I was, uh, there was a lieutenant there who was an officer, went to college. And he was so dumb. So they were like, all the other officers and platoon sergeants, they were like, they didn't want to give him that position. They were like, dude, like he's, he's gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna die. So they were like, well, who else we're gonna give the job to? And they were like, give the start Mitch. And they were like, but he's only at this rank. They were like, I don't trust anybody else. So they gave it to me. And I was doing a like a lieutenant, like a like an officer job, as a sergeant. So it just depends on what's needed and whatever you they see what your abilities are and they just kind of throw it at you. And if you suck, they just kind of <laughs> throw you away. <laughs> Did you ever see yourself joining the military? Hell no. <laughs> no, I was, I was scared. I was like, I was brought up like, you know, you just, that the military is just, uh, you're just a number. You just, they don't care. You know, they have their, they're what they want to do and you're just a number just accomplish whatever they want um but uh no i never i never imagined doing this uh doing the military stuff and now i i miss it i still have the guys will still call me sometimes they'll be in like like alaska or something in the snow and they'll be like sorry mitch he's like what's up he's like my generator's broken i don't know what, what do i do or i got a soldier that's doing this I'm like how do i fix it and i just give him advice that guys still call me sometimes I still miss it. I miss the the camaraderie. Like you'll never you'll never feel that like you're like uh, another like tight group of like friends like that's your family away from your actual family like your boys and you got each other's back. Like you'll I'll never I'll know that I'll never experience that again. Yeah, but that's why when I okay go ahead continue. Oh, when I got out of the military when I retired I was gonna I was transitioning to be a firefighter. I went to, um, I did all my fire, my firefighter training. I got my EMT national registry and that's what it was, I was going to transition into. But, um, cause I wanted that camaraderie. I still wanted to leave the military and still be like, you know, have that tight group of friends where I know they got my back and I got, they know I got their back when we go in to do something dangerous. Yeah. So how did you transition from being in the military to the career you have now? Mm, so I met my wife actually a long time ago um, when I first moved to college school when she was little but I joined the military and I was in the advanced leadership course and um, in the military in uh, Fort Lee Virginia and that's when I met her and I knew her parents were like her family to do all the shrubbery up here all the trees and stuff but that wasn't my plan. I just knew that, that they did that. I was going to be a firefighter, like I said. 
and um, I actually had a uh, as I was transitioning out to get out my um her uncle and her uh, and her cousin passed away and they um I was I remember I was at a in the middle of a call with the fire department and we were pulling somebody out of a vehicle and I got I got a phone call and you know you're not supposed to answer your phone if you're in the middle of using like equipment and fire equipment but it was weird that my mother and my my father-in-law's wife called me and I was like it was weird so I, I I took the call and I got I got fussed at by chief and he took the thing and she told me that she told me what had happened so I went home and she said that uncle Chris and Cody had passed away and uh the farm the fam the family business was supposed to go to them and family is like the most important thing to me so um they were going to sell it because they're getting older they're just going to get rid of all of it so I said I couldn't see that happen like a legacy just died like that. So whenever uh, her dad asked me if uh, we were willing to move back, because we were living in Colorado. Colorado is beautiful. Like I loved it. Like just so much to do outdoors. Like everything's amazing. And uh, the weather. So whenever, I never thought I would be moving back here again. So we were living in Colorado and setting our life up over there. But her dad asked us if we would come back and learn the company and the business and take it over. So that is how I started doing tree stuff. So I went from being an artist to want to help people in the RN to killing people to playing with trees. Yeah. That's that was that was my 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 transition of 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 jobs that I that I did. Um it was I just I used to think that you just put stick a tree in the ground and let it grow. Like I I used to always think that, but there's so much that goes into it. There's a, there's a, just, it's just so much stuff. I thought it was so basic, but it's stressful. But so, I love it. I'm in love with it. So we've, re- we've interviewed uh, several different people that have transitioned many uh-huh. times. And each time as they're detailing all those, and you just said it to a point where, I can't make a connection between even the smallest part of any of those things. Um, I can't make the connection, but can you? Do you have a connection that's between those four? A connection with all of them? Yeah. Like why you wanted to be an RNA and then how it related to being in the military. Like that, what connected those to make it, if that makes sense. Well, to me, I always, my... um my uh what's it called? my drive was always i i had to be um i don't know how can i say this uh successful like life i was taught that it was like it, it'll it'll life doesn't care like the world they just it, it'll it'll sometimes it's mean to you and it'll beat you down and it's about how you how resilient you are and get back up and continue going and you just have to keep going and no matter how what plan you make life will happen and derail you and you just keep going and you have to keep on you just keep you just have to keep you just have to keep going and always do your best at it like i never thought i was going to play with trees i never thought i was going to the military i never expected to have a kid when i was going to college like but just life happens and then you can't just sit there and you know just sit there and think about that and be depressed just be like all right well this happened 
let's get after it like just deal with it and just go on but my biggest thing i think my biggest thing was just always family i guess just because i wanted to be and people i just wanted to help people really it's my biggest thing people annoy me but i love them i still help them <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you love about the shrubbery business the shrubbery business um so in the military we always had a like different personalities with the guys and you're always outside and it's always different and no matter how much how organized you try to organ do it it's always organized chaos it never works out the same so the farm is the same way and i set up like little platoons and little squads and my little groups and squad leaders and they're always fighting and i have to manage that keep them all happy so i I, I treat it the same so in the sense it keeps me still like i still have like a little bit of like what i wanted still the camaraderie so um i still uh i get to play outside all day so i learned very young that i used to think i wanted to work at office job and when i was soldier of the year i got put behind a computer for sergeant major and the colonel just doing his updating his calendar and powerpoint slides and I hated it. So then now and so now I get to play outside all day. And it's always something different. And I get to carry my rifle around every day. <laughs> so would you say you reached your definition of success? Me? Yeah. Um Uh how can I say this? I never did what exactly exactly what I planned on doing. But I am happy. I have everything. I, have, I mean, I have my family. Everybody's taken care of. Um, my beautiful wife. My kids are successful. I mean, not on drugs, so <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy, man. I'm. I. Uh, money isn't everything, and I can't say. I can't imagine not being I mean you know what I'm saying like I mean money's good I do like it my wife likes it <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm happy I am that's good that's good have you learned any uh, important lessons while working as a tree farmer as a tree farmer yeah dude I had to learn everything I didn't know anything I thought I didn't know nothing about trees trees was just a, a leaf and a tree and a stick I know nothing. I learned everything. Um, most of my knowledge came from the military. Like, how to manage, I deal with people, manage people, and deal with different personalities, and how to be resilient, how to deal with stress, like all that stuff. The majority of my, like, me is from the military. I owe a lot to the military. Like, when you asked if I was going to join the military, I would have told you no. And I didn't just out of. Oh, something I didn't say either. So, I wanted to go to college. I played football at West Caldwell. You know, went to the state playoffs. And I actually got a letter from Tennessee State University in Florida State. And my mom, she's being, she's being like a super like Mexican-Hispanic mother. She didn't want her baby to go away. So, she hid my college letters. So, when I came home and I told her I joined the military, she started crying. She got mad. And she went back into her room and she gave me my college letters. And I was like, this is like last year. I was like, I can't go to college no more. I was like, you took this away from me. 
And because you, I could have gone to college, but now I'm joined the military because I don't have a foundation to better myself. So she was mad at me. But that was something that I thought got taken away from me. I was upset. But now, like looking back, I was really mad back then. But looking back at it, it's like, I don't know who I would have become back then. You know, maybe I would have been some cocky, you know, (laughs) you know, but in the military, I just, it kept me like who I am, you know, humble. I love people, got to help people. Being deployed, I got to help a lot of people. There was this little girl, we went to Africa one time, Mali, Africa. They had no power, like no electricity in the whole town. And she was mute. And uh, every time we come by, she'd ask for, for, for like for food and stuff. So I save stuff out of my MRE and I give it to her. And um, uh, I had a little light, it was like a little solar powered light. So we'd be up on the mountain, like at nighttime we'd hike up on the mountain and we'd hide out and dig in and stuff. And you can look down on the city, but there was no light. But every once in a while you could see a little light like turn on and I knew that that was her and I was like that made me feel good that I you know she had little all the little kids would pick on her all the time she couldn't talk and make fun of her but she was the only one with a little light so yeah I still I always got to help people that always made me feel good so yeah. what kind of mindset do you have when you join the military my mindset yeah that was scary to when I first went in there when we first got deployed it was like like 30 minutes in, like, you heard, like, incoming. And I took off running. And they knew we were, like, the noob. All the guys were like, noob. They're <laughs> making fun of you because you run. After a while, you just become numb to it. It's like a thing that you, that's just, just what it is. And then you don't hear to it. But my mindset was just, uh, I just wanted, I was just going to do it for, like, like, the three or four years and just get out. Because I needed a, I was desperate to get something to get me going. Because I was, we were really poor. And I just needed a, I didn't want to stay here. I needed, I needed, I wanted, I wanted more, I guess, out of life. So that's why I left. And then I got to live, I, got to, I was stationed in Germany for six years. So I got to travel. I got to see so much while I was there, which I wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah. I'm not trying to get you to the military or anything. Oh, no, I wasn't don't planning you, on it. I wasn't don't make you cut your hair, bro. <laughs> Dude, I love my hair, bro. <laughs> I used it too, and it all fell out in Iraq. Nah, I was I, stressed I, out. <laughs> I have a Hispanic mom, and she wants me to cut it all the time. Sorry, I can't do that. Oh, you'll cut it. You'll cut it, bro, I promise. <laughs> Maybe. My dad has a haircut, like, kind of like short. So how did the people around you react to your decision to change your path? My mom didn't talk to me for a couple months. My brother thought I was crazy. My brother got mad. He thought I abandoned him. Nah, he was upset with me because I left him. Uh, my dad was a pretty abusive dad, so he uh, he was mad because I just left. And when I left, I kind of like, in a sense, I was like breaking free. And I didn't keep in touch with him as much as I should have. Um, my friends just kind of lost touch with my friends. I made new friends. Uh... I learned I learned I learned then that it doesn't matter like just sometimes you're scared to up and go but you're gonna meet new people you can meet new use everything just, just don't be scared don't be afraid to do it just go do it and especially when you're young man so much fun I miss being young now it hurts to poop <laughs> I gotta stretch to poop <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> 
what was one of the biggest impacts that affected your life to get you here? It can be positive or negative. The biggest what? It was like the biggest impact that affected your life to get you to where you are now. Like what pushed you to be where you are today? Hmm. Um, different things. Uh, I think I was, uh, my mom, knowing what my mom went through to get me here and everything she sacrificed, like the failure of failing kept me going, like disappointing her, like, cause she, she left Mexico, started over, left California, started over. She did all this stuff and just getting here, like just continuing failure of just disappointing her being a failure. You know, that's, that was one thing. Um, I always like pretty things and I know pretty things are expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. So that hit me going. <laughs> it's just different things. Uh, it depends on which way I look at it. Um, uh, one thing that people ask me a lot sometimes, uh, they ask me like if I'm okay mentally. Not because I'm, I mean I am, but because a lot of people in the military are messed up mentally sometimes. And um, they ask me, like, how are you okay sometimes? And, like, buddies of mine. And my, my dad was very abusive. So at a young age, I think I had, uh, now looking back, I had PTSD at a young age. So I, I knew how to deal with it. And my mom taught me how to deal with it, how to put things away. And compartmentalize. Car, what's it called? Carpa. Compartmentalize. I'm still learning English, guys. Okay. <laughs> compartmentalize. So, um, like, if I wouldn't have, like, I could resent my dad and be mad at him, but instead of that, it was like if I didn't have, if I didn't, wouldn't have gone through all those things growing up, maybe I would have been, maybe I would be messed up mentally because I never, I didn't know how to deal with it. So whenever I saw things that when I was gone or deployed, maybe I would have ended up the same way. So I knew how to deal with it and how to deal with all those things. So that, in a sense, kept me going. Like I, I, I knew how to like deal with traumatic things and just continue. So it just depends on what aspect you want me to add, like go. <laughs> I always wanted nice shoes too, that kept me going. I used to have a collection of shoes, like 40 something shoes, and they stole it out of my Jeep. Sucked, yeah. And after that I said, I don't want no more shoes. I started buying boots then. <laughs> <laughs> was money a big impact on your career choice oh hell yeah yeah because uh being poor uh i think me and my mom and my bro little brother and stuff we lived in the garage one time like probably like for like three or four years we just lived in the garage in california so growing like my mom has like a uh like a third grade education and my dad was like a fourth grade education so for them high school was like the biggest thing and it's all they ever talked about so having being able to help my parents after I got after they got older was a big thing for me so that's why I didn't pursue being a teacher no offense <laughs> or like a chef or an artist because that's like a I don't know. I wanted to be an art teacher at a, at a little school. I wasn't get paid much. Um, and then, like a chef, it's like 
I have to be a famous chef to make good money. Or if I was going to be like a artist, it's like a, I'd be a starving artist until I die and then I'll make money. So that's why I, I didn't pursue any of that. I brought some stuff, I brought some artwork to show you guys. I, didn't, I don't want you to think I'm lying to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but here you can it, pass it around. But like I was, I wanted to be an artist. Um, and uh, uh, that was my biggest passion was that. But I just didn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I didn't pursue certain things because money was a big driver for me. But at the end, now that I'm like I'm here, like money isn't a big driver for me. Like I'm I'm successful because of my my family, and I'm happy. I'm happy with what I do every day. In the military, I would do things that I hated sometimes, and I was miserable, and it wasn't worth it. And then just doing what I loved every day just uh, I don't know makes it it makes it worth it. And I never knew that I was gonna love this, but life just kind of had its own path and I just kind of stayed liquid and just flowed with it so was there something that you looking back now that you did when you said you know you were trying to just provide you were looking for the money to be able to provide initially yeah what was like uh something that you chose to do that like your heart wasn't in but you my wife's you chose to do it uh just solely so you could provide like you made a personal sacrifice to provide for others so when I was when I was in the military still, I was I was paying my my child support for my kids and I was able to help my they have these programs where like if your parents are like struggling or are hurt, you're able to add your parents to your insurance and things like that. So if I was to just leave the military cuz I wanted there after I joined the military, I still had that medical when I was still continuing to go to University of Maryland and I took all my all my my classes to get out of the military and become something in the medical field that I wanted to do. So I wanted to be a PA or a, a, a no, PT, like a physical therapist, but do it with like rehabilitating like soldiers, wounded soldiers. That's what I wanted to do. But after I looked at everything, I couldn't just get out and go to college and do what I wanted to do. I had to just suck it up, buttercup, and just stay in the military because it's helping, it's benefiting your family. So I had to put away the things that I wanted to do because of everything that was going on. I couldn't just drop everything for me. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we were just all looking at the, the art, and it's, like, really great, but we're going to have listeners. Do you have a way that people that weren't in this room can look at that you gotta no i am um, when i met my wife when i was in germany i um i would do a lot of art Your oh i guess my instagram that's fine yeah we can put it we have one now that okay. we can put some on there and link and link okay it but no i used to i used to do it all the time and um I used to play music just play guitar i used to go when i was when i lived in station in germany i used to go out with my buddies and just play on the, on the street in Germany and just get whatever money we got. We, that's what we would eat and drink for the day. Like, we got to play a good show because that's what we're going to – that's beer money and food money. <laughs> <laughs> and if we pick, pick food or beer, it's going to be beer. So that's what we would do <laughs> we were in Germany. And uh, it was fun, but it was uh, – I used to draw and paint all the time, and now my wife is always 
hounding me like I want like con like I haven't painted in a long time I think last time I did it was in, it was in Colorado like five six years ago the last time I doodled anything but something. huh you sold your painting oh yeah I sold that one yeah but what's up bro you have a question? I, well, not a question, but I was going to say, those drawings are really cool. I like oh, the yeah. Pokemon ones. The Pokemon ones? Those yeah. are cool. Yeah, I love Pokemon, dude. Yeah, they really good art style. Yeah, little dudes like, eh, Pikachu's in the thing. Some of them are not school appropriate. For real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I like coming up with my own little things and stuff and thinking outside the box. My little brother, actually, I showed him how to draw, and he became a tattoo artist. So he's a tattoo artist in, uh, where's it at? Hmm. Where's the little tattoo artist at? In Mooresville. Mooresville, yeah. Yeah, Mooresville. Yeah, it's Lucky 13 tattoo. So he pursued, he pursued what I wanted to do, and... He's he's the he's the artist and he's successful at it. He got to do that. And when we were little, he used to say, "Oh, I'm gonna have all these kids in the family and be married and all this stuff." And I was like, "I'm never gonna get married until I'm like 30 something and have kids when I'm this old." And it ended up happening different. And he had no responsibility, so he was able to go and pursue his whatever he wanted because he only had to care of himself yeah so our last question of the day is going to be what is the best advice you have for young people trying to figure out what they want to do in life mm. what do I want to figure out what do I want to do in life the best advice you can give um just Don't be afraid to do something that, like, like that you don't know. Don't be afraid to take that leap and just go do it. Um, don't be afraid to learn and stay open-minded. Like, learn from everyone. Like, everyone around you. You know, your teacher, your mother, your friend. Uh, learn from them and just, like I said earlier, just... You know, you might have plans to do one thing, but life happens and it'll make your plans just come apart. But then something else opens. Don't be afraid to just go do it. And that'll open the door to something else. And it'll, it'll lead you to something, a passion that you didn't even know was there. Like trees for me. I never thought I was going to play with trees. Now I love my trees. Now I'm a tree nerd. I walk around. I took my kid to college, to his college the other day, or to a few weeks ago, and I was walking around the campus saying, oh, that, that tree needs to get pruned. That's this tree, and that's that one. And I'm, like, just looking at trees, and my brother, my, my son's like, you're tree nerd, Dad. <laughs> but, yeah, just don't be afraid to go after it and do the best. Do, the, do your best always, even if it's not what you want to do right now, because... Maybe later a door will open up for you and you'll do something that you didn't even know you loved and you're going to fall in love with it.
Thank you, Oscar and Caitlin, for joining us today. Today's episode was recorded on April 18th, 2023. This episode was produced by Justin Buitrago, was hosted by Ava Hubbard, Joanna Heinemann, Ethan Hewlett, and Joshua Cooper. 